When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Glad you're with us. Soon this will be a Redemption Thursday edition. Woo. That's a good thing. And I got news on that front, by the way. Good news on that front, Tom Lang. A true Redemption Thursday. Like it used to be. Like it used to be. Like briefly used to be and is about to be again. That'll be a good thing. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. I'm Jeff. That is Tom, Director Matthew, in the house. A spotty, convoluted, weird week for me. I wasn't here. I was here, then I wasn't here, and now I'm back here, and I won't be here tomorrow. But I'm all good starting Monday. We're all locked in there. It's just a, a, a weird set of circumstances. But we get it all locked up. We get it all orderly. And then we're rearing to go for the season. And I mean really ready to go for the season. I can't, I'm really almost beside myself. I haven't been this way in a long time. I mean that. I have not been this excited about a season in a very long time, Tom. With full respect to you and mm-hmm. the health of your colon, yeah. I'm happy that this has been a convoluted week because Florida State goes every day. Tuesday yeah. is yeah. Sunday. Sunday we don't get to see because of the scrimmage. But uh, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of writings, a lot, a lot stuff, of observations, man. a lot of things to observate. Yeah, and if you're not a subscriber to Warchant.com, you're blowing it, man. This is going to be a a very fun season to cover, and we get, you know, as we say all the time, a ton of access, and so it it allows us really more than anything. This is not about tooting our own horn or anything like that. Other people get access too, but the fact that um, that access allows us to give you a lot of context as to how they're looking, and, you know, obviously we can't talk about injuries or certain plays and things of that ilk, but – you know, when, when, when a team's playing well or not, you, you kind of want to know what's going on behind the scenes. And so this will be a, a good time to, to get subscribed. I've got something very funny for you. You're going to get a kick out of this. Okay. So I just did the practice observation, sent him off to Ira. He edits, and then he tweaks. And it's on the front page of Warchant.com right now for subscribers. But he asked if I could throw it on the thread. So uh, no problem. Grab the link. This is part of our process. And I post it on the boards. 
It's your account. So it's pinned with your account with practice observations. Oh, my practice observations? Yeah, there you go. That is pretty funny. That, that did, and by the way, yeah, me posting anything on the board would be like yeah. the third time in 10 years. Members are going to fall over. Who is Pop Star What is what? happening here? It's all right. Good, good. I think I think my interaction on the boards have been, uh, I've, I commented to somebody who asked a question once when I happened to see it. And I think I was going there only because I wanted to see something that you wrote. <laughs> and then another time, I think it was I complimented. I thought it was complimenting you for something. I can't, I, oh, I think well. these are the two times that yeah. I've been there, buddy. That's why we go to the boards. That's what it is. Hey, you know what I will say? Brock Glenn's going to be good, man. And I get so excited thinking about that down the line. I know what we have right here, right now, and it's pressing. It's exciting, but exciting. But I, I it's. Nice to know that Brock Glenn just continues to step forward and, and look like a guy who's on track. That's the best way of saying it. On track. Yes. Every day. That's just, the, you know, I don't want to comment too much, but I think, again, on track is the right way to say that. Very yeah. much on track. I, I don't know. This is the way to pump the brakes on that. I don't know how many places he would start right here, right now. But I know that when you're talking about the goods – and the processing of the information. That's the biggest thing. The confidence. There was a throw he made today to Preston Daniel. It was underneath, but there was pressure, and it was coming from the middle of the offensive line. It wasn't quite there yet, but it was almost like when you see a wave. It's starting to surge, and then it's pulling up. You think, oh, man, this is going to be a big one. He was not phased. I get it. He's in a non-contact jersey, but they just turned him live at the scrimmage last week. He steps up, fires a dart. It is right down the middle. Right on the money, in time. Coach Norvell pulls him aside. They walk to the video board together to go over the play. They have a quick conversation. Whatever is said, Coach Norvell approves, slaps him on the helmet, says, good job, and yeah. then they break apart. And it's not the first time. It's not the first time. Now, that may have been the most impressive, but there have been these little nuggets, these little moments. And I know we don't want to begin the show necessarily with a backup, backup quarterback. I mean, I don't know. That, I don't even know that Brock Lynn right now would be the second-string quarterback, but – uh, I don't probably think so. not. Probably not. But, but but he's yeah he's getting closer and closer. If you're talking about day in day out consistency, yeah. it's starting to get there to where he would be in the running. Well, and while I was away, uh, I know that Destin Hill had a good practice, and I keep bringing that up too because I think the faster they can get him involved, he's a very explosive athlete. He's one of the guys that can change the scoreboard in a hurry. Uh, you, you, obviously, you need those kinds of of dynamic players. Florida State has a a, a really Nice mix of players where there's the there's the physically imposing, there is the height advantage, there is the speed for some of these guys, there is uh, short-term quickness in tight spaces, there's toughness in the middle, there's physicality. There's a lot of different kinds of players that they have that make up this offense. Uh, but you can never have too many guys that can change the scoreboard after a missed tackle or make you miss in a short amount of space and take it 80. And Johnny Wilson's not that guy. So you need another guy to be that person. And they, you know, and I think Keon Coleman is is obviously faster than Johnny Wilson, but he's not a burner. He's not like 4-2 guy. Destin Hill is a a, a speed guy, a, a real speed guy. So more they can add to that group with that kind of explosiveness, obviously the better. I just didn't know 
how quickly could he get up to speed? Hasn't played football in two years. Yeah, again, yesterday was that day that, that Destin stood out, and uh, it was just a, there was a variety of things. It was the break out of his route, the acceleration. You know, we talked about that a lot with uh, Vandravius Jacobs being the subject in the spring. How, man, you're a true freshman. You should be going to prom, and you can do that against a 21-year-old? Impressive stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, Destin Hill pretty much is 21 years old. I don't know his exact date of birth, but he's removed. This will be uh, a couple seasons off, and yet he has that polish to break off a route, and you go, oh, man. And it's against his good friend, Greedy Vance. They grew up together. They're friends. And then he goes against K.J. Kirkland. It's a straight line, and it's gone. I mean, it's out the gate. So you see those couple of things, and then later on he catches a pass yesterday in 11-on-11 from Jordan. And it was one of those moments where somebody's got to get open, make a play. And there he was. Right. As it wasn't quite a safety valve, but it was just it was good understanding of where to be, and the timing on the throw was good. And it was from Jordan, so that's a good sign too. You know, it's interesting. You said something to me, just a conversation we were having, and I think it's true every year. You're right. At some point in a camp, when you go to practice, you you leave said practice on a particular day feeling buoyed by a performance where you say, wow, this team is going to be really, really good. And you might even label that enthusiasm as uh, unbridled uh, passion, a little wayward, like maybe not quite as objective as you'd like it to be. And you can sense it. You say it to yourself. You're like, yeah, okay, let's, let's slow our roll. There, there are still some things they can do better. But what is also true, there are days you walk from practice and you go, they're not any good. And you, you panic. You kind of look around like, does anybody else think this team kind of sucks? Yeah, like you have those extremes when you cover them on a daily basis. Every are, camp. Yeah, every camp. There's a day you walk off the field and think, national championship, they're too good. Who's going to play with this team? And then you have to catch yourself. Other times you walk off the field and you're like, they'll be lucky to win six. Guys, I don't want to be the first to say it. They're going to be lucky to win six. They're ass. They're ass, everybody. And then you know those two extremes aren't true. You know it. Yeah, and it's like late, well, later that night – when you have a chance to reflect, you'll look back, oh, I was being a little harsh. One bad day, kid dropped two passes. It'll be all right. They held this guy out. Yeah. That changes things fundamentally. Yeah, the offensive line wasn't yeah. uh, at 100%. Who knows? You know, all that stuff. Also, you're reminded on the good and bad days that sometimes one segment group is set up for success on a certain day. The, the, the coaches want it that way. It could be that they're repping something and – they need them to have success. They need that to flow. They need the rep, uh, that play. And so, you know, you've got third stringers out there on defense so that the offense can win. And same thing, same thing like the other way around where, you know, there are days the defense dominates, but they also know what's coming. They've seen this look a hundred times. Of course, everybody's jumping it. It's like when we started the spring game two years ago with two-point plays <laughs> and everybody knew – we're running the two-point play that we've run in practice. There's three of them. We've run yeah. those three several times, and we're going to begin with this? Yeah, we're just going to go ahead and hop the route. Yeah, that was, I think, two practices ago. They do the run game drills. I always – it's hard for the defense to fail in a run game drill because if you've got – basically, it's the box, right? So you've got the linebackers involved in there, and then you might have a tight end or, or a lead backer, uh, lead blocker. You know, could be a fullback, could be an H-back, whatever you want to call it. But for the most part, 95% of those plays are run plays. So are you really going to stay home and be put in conflict? Right, or right, are you going right. to get downhill and go make a damn play? So the defense is conditioned in that particular drill, in that period, to win. 
So when the offense does, a couple of days ago, the defense absolutely dominated the first six reps. But then the offense, four in a row, win, 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 win. That, to me, yeah. is worth more. That Because it's harder to succeed in a run game drill when the linebackers just know what's coming. Uh, P. Simpson, thank you. Glad to have you back, Jeff. Was getting concerned for your well-being. We don't need an Arnold Palmer situation. No, no, many years, many, many years away from that happening. One likes to think, knock on wood. Still oh. sharp, feeling good, better than ever. See his new avatar? It's Ashley Schaefer which, with an FSU hat. Which is so good, yeah. Uh, also saw oh. that uh, <laughs> Swiss Irish told me that uh, I drink too much coffee to have a uh, colon problem. Jeff drinks too much coffee to have a bad colon. But we'll find out tomorrow. Right after I finish the show today begins the prep. I think that's me and jalapeno slash hot sauce. Scorched earth, baby. I've downloaded movies onto my iPad. I'm all set because I'm told you just live. Oh, yeah. It's going to suck. What are you going to do? What are you, you going to do? I'm interested. This is an overdue tale on the JCS, what this is like. You're in your 50s. I am in my 50s. I'm 52 years of age, and I was supposed to have it at 50. Somehow I canceled the appointment, and then I don't know what it was, uh, why I didn't do it last year. It's an easy thing to conveniently forget. It's like owing somebody money. You get oh. That's right. I do owe Jerry 20 bucks. I got to give Jerry that 20 bucks next time I see him. I mean, yeah, you could owe somebody a G, you know, it's like, eh, you know, Lamar Jackson got unlucky that night. No big deal. <laughs> Only a few people will know that reference. Uh, Jeff writes, all these different networks talk bad about Florida State after the 15th. They're just, they're just talk. They're not going anywhere. Some people, some people stupidly said that we're going to be here in the con until the contract ends. Well, yeah, Jeff, listen, uh, I really, really, I really wouldn't worry about too much of what people are saying nationally about Woo! Florida State's situation. By the way, thanks for the uh, contribution. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that uh, for Florida State, it sounds like there will be another announcement uh, that had nothing to do with the, uh, I guess, nothing to do with the uh, meeting, Board of Trustees meeting uh, that came and went. And I don't know, Tom, I just get the sense that out of nowhere there will be some sort of announcement. Uh, I don't disagree with that sentiment. Yeah. And now it's just based – if I'm them, what moment gets us the most eyeballs right. at this point? Well, how because about the pregame show with Jeff and Tom at the, <laughs> in Orlando? How about, how about uh, as we're doing the show in Orlando? Uh, from the Wall Street Plaza. There we go. Um, just outside of Hooch. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go now. I can't wait for football to start. I'm really anxious for this game. I'm not even kidding. Like, sometimes, you know, you're excited about the start of a season the way any of us who love football, in particular FSU football, are. But this is this is different for me. I was excited last year because the game was in a cool place. I like New Orleans. I would have preferred it was in Baton Rouge. Um, but, but, you know, at the same time, I love New Orleans. I love the music, I love the food, I love the people. So I enjoyed going to New Orleans. And I knew you had never been. I was excited to go uh, in a weird way for you just to see your face when we were walking around. And yep. um, that was fun. It was great. It was a good time. But but this year I'm more excited. And it's not because we're going to Orlando. <laughs> I promise you that. It's because, although Orlando's coming up in the world, they're, they're doing better. Doing better. Especially at the Wall Street Plaza. That's right. Near the hooch. That's right. Yeah. Uh, where we'll be. Nothing says shooting hooch like moving from the ACC to the SEC. There you go. But I, uh, I'm more excited because of what's on the line 
the the stakes of these you know two of the first four games, the quality of this football team. These are realistic expectations for a great season, not just a good season, but a great season. I'm anxious to return to a place where Florida State is alongside and eventually surpassing Clemson for, at least for now, conference dominance. I want to get back to that place before we leave this godforsaken place. One more time, go ahead and win this thing on our way out the door. Let's let's make that happen. And show them the cheeks. Yeah. Nothing but cheeks, asses and elbows right here, baby. We're out. Uh, so I would, yeah, I want that to happen as soon as possible, but it's also a possibility. And for me, that is, I don't know, it's kind of entertained my every thought. I, I, I was in Atlanta for the last two days, and uh, it was funny. I ran into some people that are diehard Knowles, and we were talking about Florida State and one of the guys said to me, he's like, man, are you are you really, really excited? Like, really? I said, man, yeah, I'm really excited. This game can't happen. I'm tired of practice. I'm tired of practice. Now, I don't mean that a bad way. I mean, it's good to have access. It's good that we're able to provide all this and the buildup to it. These days are going to happen no matter what. We might as well have access to it. We should be able to watch it to get a sense of who and what they are. But I kind of already feel like we do. Kind of already know who and what they are. In a good way. There's there are still some battles taking place in the formation of certain segment groups, starters, and backups. I, I got that, but we know who the viable options are for those spots. So I can, in my mind, entertain. Well, if this person's at guard and this person's at tackle, this is what it's going to look like. I've seen them before. You've seen them before. Okay. Well, maybe they're not. Maybe they're going to move this guy inside and move this guy outside. Okay. Well, I've seen that before too. Either way, feel like we know what that group is. I know what Trey Benson is. He's stud. I know what he is. I know what Jordan Travis is. He's on the verge of another incredible season. More weapons than he's ever had to work with behind the best offensive line he's ever had and the most comfortable he's ever been as the leader of this offense. He's got studs to work with on the outside and real tight ends. I know what that group is. Put him in bubble wrap and let's go home until the first game. I don't want anybody to get hurt. That's all I do. I go to practice thinking of that. Or when you're at practice and I'm out of town, I'm thinking just the first thing when the, my phone rings and it says Tom Lang, I go, hey, man, nobody got hurt. That's all I care about right now. Now, defensively, I'll grant you there's a couple of things here and there, moving pieces that I want to see play out because I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by a couple of guys that may end up either starting or playing a lot more than maybe we thought at the start of camp. Yeah, I think the secondary would be a place where there still are unanswered questions, but there are a lot of potential answers, if that makes sense. There's a lot of candidates and capable candidates, but how is it all going to fit together? That's still a question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think receiver number three is still an open question. And that may be week to week and game plan to game plan. I'm starting to think that maybe that's the case, is if you want to achieve one thing on offense, you have this guy out there. If you want to achieve another thing, yeah, yeah. you put a separate player. If you want to go larger and huddle up and, and dictate terms, then Marquise and Jaheim come off the sideline. you got Trey Benson out there. And now you, you line up Jaheim and Kyle, you know, or Marquise and Douglas out wide. I mean – they're just yeah, they're so multiple. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's hard to pin options. down. But third receiver, secondary, and then maybe some offensive line shuffling. I think those are the big things that are still to come. So I just would note that, again, I was driving back early this morning. By the way, this has to be a great omen. I left my brother's house this morning. He lives near Dunwoody. I left my brother's house, I don't know, 6.30, and as I left, I thought, oh, man, you idiot. You probably should have gone a little bit earlier. 
you're going to get Atlanta traffic. You're dead. You're dead. Hello, McDonough. Yeah, like 85 South. I'm like, uh, I'm like, this is going to be. Oh, 85? Oh, you went the right way. Yeah, I did 85 South, which eventually gets you to 75. But it, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so I'm going, I'm going, and you know what? I breeze through the heart of the city, just whistling. <laughs> no oh. problems. Oh, you went, okay, you went that way. Yeah, through the heart of the city. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no problems. Not even slowed down. Just pa, pa, pa past each exit. I was like, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's like a car commercial when you do that. Oh, it was yeah. awesome. And then, uh, you know, I realized something. If I lived in Atlanta, I would cheat. I'd be in that, whatchamacallit, lane with just a single passenger. I mean, I, I would do it every day. The hub lane? Yeah, I'd be in the You'd hub lane. You'd enjoy the fines. Well, I'd be in that. I'd have, I'd set a mannequin up next to me. I'd be going through the <laughs> hub lane like so, it was my job. There have been articles up there about them catching the mannequins. Like, they've got a way to spot them with the cameras. Like, mm-mm, that's not a real person. I'd have the mannequin turned around like they were looking for something. <laughs> the mannequin would be, like, turned over, grabbing something out of the back seat like they're work papers. Like, what do you mean? That's my friend Jerry. He's grabbing his work papers. What the hell? Like Disney is selling some of the robots from one of their rides. And they're like, hey, I, I'd like one. I need one. What do you need that for? Anyhow, I breezed on back to Tally. Got here by like, I don't know, 11 o'clock or 10.55, something like that. So I, no problems. No problems. Except for I can't eat. So if I pass out during today's show, it's because I have not had anything to eat since 7 p.m. yesterday before. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Really? Yeah. 7 p.m. yesterday. 7 p.m. yesterday, shrimp tacos. They were delicious. Yikes. You really can't go wrong with shrimp tacos, though. Godspeed, though. I swear to God, man. I, I could eat shrimp tacos every day of the week. And then you've got the- uh, Every day <laughs> of the week. you got the giant jug. Is that coming up later? That's Yeah, i got the giant jug. <laughs> hey, now. Uh, that will be at- uh, Some prefer two. <laughs> four o'clock. My wife told me that you don't- You shouldn't make it- uh, You shouldn't put it in the fridge, because she did that. And then she was freezing- just constantly sipping from that yeah. thing. And I was like, oh, yeah. Jamie had to do that earlier this year. And mm-hmm. you're in for a ride, buddy. Jeff Cameron Show 93, 3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me (laughs) Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips? We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm -hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a 
beer giant thing no. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. We don't have to discuss my colon the rest of the day. Just letting you know, I'm an open book here. That's why I'm not going to be on the air tomorrow. But I'll be back and ready to go on Monday. Excited about it. All that. Want this in the rear view, man. Ready to go. I'm done with this. Enough of this. It feels like it's been a forever buildup to this fateful moment. Just want it to, Just want it behind me. And I'm told the naps are great afterwards. RS is in the jackpot now. Okay? <laughs> Literally. Uh, I just, I'm ready to roll. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay back and watch a lot of this BMW Championship. A little golf action. Some preseason football. Already made money on Harbaugh yet again because he cares deeply yet again. Another victory. That guy. Bless his heart. Is that what tomorrow is? Round two of the BMW. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow will be round two of the BMW when I get home. If I'm awake. Speeds off to a good start. Minus three through six. That's great. He's the leader. There's uh, plenty, plenty of action just getting underway. Sung J.M., Matthew Fitzpatrick, Adam Hadwin, Xander Shafflin. Did uh, Jordan make another bunker shot? <laughs> Probably. Oh! You've got you to admit, though, Tom, as much as we roll our eyes at all that carrying on about Jordan, he, he does make a lot of shots out he of the bunker. It's silly. Uh, a lot of chips, short it's game really shots. It's really nuts. Now, a great percentage of them are coming in at warp speed and bash the stick. But they go but, in. But they go in. They do. After a while, you kind of just have to be like, okay, you're meaning to do that. It's the old man who has the runner off the back window, <laughs> but he slams it into the window, and you're like, man, okay. It goes in. If he misses that, it's going to be a long rebound. Gonna, but <laughs> He doesn't miss it. It's annoying. I asked you this last week. I'll ask you again this week. Do you have a sort of a gnawing concern over any element besides backup center for this football team? You know my one concern. Yeah, I know that one. I'm eliminating Um, it. You're not allowed to choose it. Kicker has not been good this week. Yeah, so I was not I, I was not here this week. Obviously, you guys know that. So I did not see that. I did not like hearing from you that uh, Etsu was, was beginning to miss some kicks, and he has not missed kicks this camp. He's been spectacular. But I but oddly, you know, given my rooting interests, uh, it was nice to hear Fitzgerald was missing a bunch of kicks too. So there you go. Oh, there, there you go. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's good for everybody <laughs> when they both kid- miss kicks. I'm kidding. Uh, they've just – 
they're striking the ball okay, mm-hmm. it seems. It's not like it's uh, Shanksville, USA, which is what we saw last year during practice. It was like, oh, my God. Oh, last that year during practice, thir- you were like, this is this is a nightmare. It's the 34-yarder, and he almost kicked it out of the IPF. Yeah. No. Uh, how the hell did he do that? Yeah, it's troublesome. It's not that, but it's just it hasn't been great. And I, I think well, it started over the weekend. So it's it's been a few days now. Now, today, because of the circumstances of how they laid out practice, didn't see him. Didn't see him try those kicks. Uh, but yesterday, they were both one for two. Keltner missed one wide right, and it was a missile. But You're not I mean, allowed to say those words. <laughs> Just say he missed it. Sorry. Well, that's how he missed it. And then a, sh- a stoink for uh, Fitzgerald from the same distance, 40-some-odd yards, 42. I Had an opportunity to seize the job and couldn't do it. You could feel that, too. That's the one thing is you could feel the pressure yesterday. Fitzy has a chance to go two for two. It's quiet. They're not playing music. Man, okay, Mike is standing mm-hmm, right next to him. Mm-hmm. The one day – uh, there was a miss, and one of the coaches yelled right in the kid's ear as he was running up to it. I mean, it was like A-Rod on an infield fly. Yeah, what are we like, doing that's here? That's kind of cheap, but I guess. Well, they were making everything prior to this they, week. You so, need to get back. This is uh, your fault. I was told that by more than one member of the beat. Like, hey, man, you need to get back into town and get going to practice. These these boys aren't making kicks since you left, which is weird. The timing of that is weird. Have but. the colonoscopy along the third baseline oh, well, at Dick Hauser yeah, and just monitor the Don't mind field. me, guys. I'm watching the game here. Need to make these kicks. We'll it's bring the gurney up. You're all set. <laughs> uh, the um, I haven't worried about it. I, I think the ebbs and flows of that, like the way they – serious talk about kickers. How about that? Here you go. Serious talk about kickers. My concern a year ago, first of all, they didn't have another option. This year they have another option. you got two guys who are good enough, we think. Fitzgerald last year when he started missing, it was a nightmare because he was completely domed up. There wasn't a real kicking motion. Everything was stunted. It was bizarre looking. You thought, oh, no, that's me at the tee box after shooting a 110, wondering what happened to my golf swing and trying a million things at once to fix it. Every golfer's done that. I don't care if you shoot 80 or you shoot 110. We've all had that day where you're like, what is going on? I can't hit the ball. And your head is swimming because you're trying to fix the problem in a round and not on a range. And so you're kind of just, uh, oh, maybe am I, am I taking it too far inside? Am I, you know, am I hit, hinging my wrists? What am I doing? And then meanwhile, you're just creating a bigger problem because now it's a series of things that are wrong instead of one. He looked like that. When, when you talk about guys missing kicks, but they're hitting the ball well, I'm not as worried because the motion's fine at that point, contact point is fine. That's that's something that I think comes and goes in a camp. If you kick for three weeks straight, you might have, you know, of the let's say twenty one days, you might have, you know, four or five bad days. Just in the, if they happen to coincide, then it looks worse than it is. Yeah, I think okay, so if it's a thirty five yard attempt, and we'll go on the color scale here, if you've got forest green, that lightish green, yellow, yellow, orange, and red and blood red. And the green is good, the red is oh no, no chance. If it's a 35-yarder, I don't care which kid comes off the sidelines against LSU, I'm in that yellowish-green to dark-green area. I feel okay about that distance. When you get beyond 40, that's when you get into that orange territory, <laughs> unfortunately. And, it's and again, it's not because they don't have the leg to get it home. It's just it's been inconsistent of late. And you know what? It might be my fault, too, because I put in the round table over the weekend, this past weekend, that I'm almost ready to say that that's no longer a concern. I'm almost ready to do it. 
and they, uh, they now pulled me it, back in. Now you realize it's not my fault. It's Tom Lang's fault. They pulled me back in. Now it's at least a concern again. I think this offense is going to be prolific. They'll have a lot of opportunities to write their form uh, with extra points and uh, not field goals, and so that that's okay. They'll get it. They'll get it together. We we should be able to overcome it. There are two games this year, maybe three, where maybe that could be a a, a critical factor: the inability to cash in from thirty-eight or forty-four or forty-seven, whatever it might be. I'll tell you what, though, I don't have another concern. I don't. It's it's backup center and the kicker. Everything else, they've got at least a reasonable solution for, if not an outright, okay, this is good, we're fine. Everything. The other parts of special teams, it's all good, I think. Lord knows you get a long look at it. Uh, plenty like plenty that. of special teams to work I'm your just, way through on a given day. I'm just saying turnover rock. You could say cornerback, nope, not worried. Their safety, no. Linebacker, we all know the situation there, but they're fine. And DJ Lundy's had a good week, which is important. And Mike Norvell praised him yesterday after practice. D-line, yeah, I'd love to have Daryl Jackson, but I think they've got enough answers in the interior. You might end up having Daryl Jackson. It seems I mean, like this has become a political uh, cause du jour. It has. And I think it's it's low-hanging fruit for all them. Of course it points. is. You know how easy it is to say the NCAA should uh, you know, approve a kid's waiver if he's doing it to be near his mom who's ill? Anybody, Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter. Anybody, that's low-hanging fruit. Which is why it was bipartisan today. But, I mean, if they keep coming with them, maybe? I don't know. I mean, maybe. It's, yeah. It's, you got 12 congressmen today? It's enough to roll your eyes because you know what they're doing with the grandstanding. But, I mean, it could happen, sure. It'd be it'd benefit him and us, obviously. It'd be great, but but they've got answers there. Edge rusher, I feel fine. The tight end position's loaded. O line's got options. It's just a matter of what's the best five. And Mike Norvell did say after the scrimmage that they would be full strength this week. So, I think I think he was accurate. So in, here's in those descriptions. Well, there you go. That that that's actually important because there were some guys. Now that he's noted that they're full strength, we can bring this up. He hasn't said that post-fact, but he said this week he would be getting, yeah. Yeah, so the point would be that, guys, that and we're not allowed to talk a lot about that, and I still won't go delve that deeply, but they had a couple guys that we thought potential starters, one case maybe a starter for sure, not entirely certain, that were not playing for the better part of, a week they were there they you know it was nothing catastrophic they just weren't participating in full contact they had a management plan right yeah. a lot of guys who played right. a lot of football right and, then, and and coach talked about that so we can talk about that but and without naming specific players but now those guys have been infused into the lineup and they're getting their reps and you've said before that you think it's very noticeable so that, that's exciting because i do think there's a clear i would say about the offensive line Go back to my interview at the start of spring with Atkins. He said they had 12 fighting for five. All right, 12 players that he thought were viable contestants for the starting five of the offensive line. All right, well, I'll whittle it down and give you my opinion. I think they've got seven really good offensive linemen, and they're fighting for the five starting spots. They've got three more that you feel pretty good about if they have to play extended reps, if they have to start a game impromptu, if they have to sub in. For an injured player, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. They're not going to hurt you. They're not negative players. They may not be plus-plus players, but they're not negative players. They're good players. It's kind of a neutral uh, situation. And then maybe two more that if they played, in certain matchups I think they'd get exposed. Certain others, they'd be certain aspects of what they do, they'd be all right. But they're not complete in my mind. They're lacking something at this point. Consistency mainly. So what I would tell you is a, a couple of those, I'm not going to name them, but the two, the back two of the 12, 
I would say if you've got to play them, that ain't good. You don't. You're not. It's not ideal. But they do some things well, and they'll eventually be good players. They're just not ready. That's how I look at that twelve. So now that the seven to eight are all able to give it a go yeah. and compete, mm-hmm. you're seeing an uptick in what they can be. Yeah, I think that's all accurate. And I just I don't know that they're going to come to a conclusion of what their five is until maybe late in camp. And, and I, I go back to it. The LSU game showed you, and so did the Duquesne game for that matter, that they were willing to roll a five out there that they weren't showing even the press. When Jazz goes in at right guard to start last season, and Bless Harris is to his right, this is Duquesne, this is very brief yeah, yeah. because then Bless has the biceps injury or whatever happened to his arm. We hadn't seen that. I mean, Jazz maybe would rep once in a while an individual pass rush drill at guard, but we hadn't seen that. So there could be a surprise to come. Yeah, sure. But I just feel those three tackles, Robert Scott, Bless Harris, and Jeremiah Byers, you have versatility there where perhaps they could help you and strengthen you on the interior in addition to what they do on the exterior. But they've got guys. I mean, and now the rotation looks even better. You're getting better reps out of the second, third team offense as well. Can't go into specifics as to who those are. But practice is just conducted so much better now when more quarterbacks than Jordan Travis have time. Yeah. And you can evaluate them more fairly. Destin Hill is uh, 19, Tom. He was 17 when he committed to us. Really? He's 19. So pushing twenty. Really good news there, though. Nineteen. He's he's a youngster. He's, you know, if he plays a lot this year, it's good news for Florida State. I, I, a lot of times when you say that somebody's talented, but they've got to be rushed into action as freshmen, that's not necessarily a good thing. Right. I don't think it's that way with Destin Hill. I think if he plays this year, it's a good thing for Florida State. It's a healthy organization in whatever professional sport that you want to choose. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll choose an example you'll hate, but the Cardinals for so many years in baseball. They got a stud. They bring that kid up, he hits eighth. And if he makes it to third, fourth, or fifth in the lineup, it's because he's earned it. It's not because he has to. Right. And I think that's the way this receiver core could be. Yeah, and if Destin's playing a lot, it means he's comfortable within the offense, and obviously the speed of the game hasn't bothered him because he's lightning quick and he can make plays. So, yeah, that's it. He'll be – if he's in that rotation, it means that he's figured out this playbook and they can trust him. And that means Jordan trusts him. So that'd be huge. Jeff Cambridge on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Hey, guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins, and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember, so I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out, and I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, uh, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com.
Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warren Chant TV. Going to be with you. Sorry, Michael. Hang in there on that traffic, buddy. I just got lucky. I had zero problems uh, today. I know you don't want to hear that, but thanks for listening to the show while you're in traffic. A lot of you do that. A lot of you do that. That's a good thing. He certainly has time to log into the YouTube chat if he's in bumper to bumper. He can actually view the video and type in a message to us. Absolutely. Now I, now I, am, uh, you know what I should do? I should go back to this. Let's do this together, everybody. I, sh- I haven't done it since uh, last week. Here you go. Answer is clickety do. Great radio. Oh wow! Eight days, Tommy. Eight days till they start playing college football. Eight. Single digits. We made it. Mm. Eight days. I'm doing the uh, the rock like you smell the air. Mm. Mm. Eight Outstanding. days, my brother. There were some football wins in Atlanta. It was stunning. They had, they had, football wins? They had front come through. It was low 60s in the morning. It was uh, Whoa. high of like 83 on one of the days I was there. What did they sound like? Oh, they, they, they didn't earn that yet. Uh. Okay, all right. I'll give you the sound the second I feel them here. Yet to feel them here. We had a whisper of a football win at practice before the heat index decided to never come down below 110. Did you? T- did you, yeah, we, yeah, we all looked at we each other. There. I go, do you feel that? You guys feel that? Yeah. But I didn't dare say it because I knew it was fleeting. Well, that's the sneaky part, too. If you meander over towards the IPF roof of Hauser, mm-hmm. it's like a little wind tunnel. You get a little extra breeze. But that win that we got that day was a legitimate it was oh, a dude. It was, what the hell is this? He was knocking. He's like, I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. My warm brethren over here will not leave me be, but I'm fighting through. Just want you to know I'm here in the distance. It gave me hope. It gave me a little bit of hope. I thought, okay, all right then. I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, all right, well, soon enough, but then I know, don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself about that. The second you believe it, that first week where you get a taste, it's usually in, there's like some random weekend in September where you're like, whoa, whoa, it's not 105 and humid. And you want to believe it, and then it's like, oh, no, I'm out of here. Just just wanted to see if you guys were around. Yeah. Typically, it doesn't really settle in until Thanksgiving, if we're lucky. You get a little October. It's, it's a back-and-forth battle in October. It's Rafa and Federer 10 years ago. <laughs> But November is when it really, oh, around yeah, Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah, yeah. starts to settle in, and then it's here. Eight days, damn it. And we are watching us some college football friends. You, me, if your parents are still alive, friends, loved ones of all. Yeah, that's right. We all gather. Welcome back. Weekly conversations and texts about, did you see that? The ra- Hey, flip over to the Pac-12 game, Tom. Tied at 30. What? The last I checked, it was 30 to 10. It's a collector's item. Just flip over there. It is the last year you're going to get to do this. The last year you're going to be able to sit down and watch the conferences in some sort of semblance of as you remember them. This is it. Enjoy it while you can. I am going to miss some of it. Uh, I don't don't love it. I don't like that there won't be a Pac-12. We need those midnight games. Oh, we're still going to have those midnight Uh, games. We're going to have to. But, I mean, this is the time of year where you're like – 
Oh, I see that Rice is taking on uh, UAB. Don't mind if I do. All I know is Rice. A little... (laughs) A little American Athletic Conference showdown. I don't mind if I do. Can you name the members of the Big 12? Ooh. Uh, Yeah, probably. Maybe, maybe. Maybe, kind of, sort of. Some of them you know. Some of them yeah. are old favorites, long-lost friends. Do I really need to try here? So, How t- many teams are in the Big 12? <laughs> <laughs> what a world we live in. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 teams in Four- the Big 12. Yeah, 14 teams in the Big 12. Are we really doing this? Okay, so I will, you, know, you don't have to name Iowa State. And you don't have to name Texas and Oklahoma in their final year in the, yeah. uh, in the Big 12 here. Yeah. Uh, but you can, you know, you we all know Kansas State, Oklahoma State. Those are your standard Big Twelve teams. Mm-hmm. Give, give me the new guys. You ready to roll? Uh, Who, who's in the conference now? That's new. Houston. Houston is. UCF. That is correct. Tulane. Uh, I don't think. I don't know. Tulane. Didn't make it. No. <laughs> all right. uh, You're forgetting a big one. Am I? Yeah. I don't remember. The BYU Cougars, baby. Oh, they never count for anything. BYU. Uh, you're yeah. right, though. The Holy War is going to be a conference mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Cincinnati Yeah. is in the Big 12. Yeah. I got to give everybody the refresher course. Here's your Big 12, ladies and gentlemen. BYU, Baylor, Cincinnati, Houston, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, UCF, West Virginia. And everybody forgets West Virginia's in the Big 12. I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, that's right. You could tell what's your team show contributor Chris and I had in our old Conference USA online dynasty. Houston. Houston and UCF. Yeah. Yeah. So they got the call up. There you go. Got the call. Big 10 is still recognizable, although every time you look at it, you go, what in the hell is Rutgers doing? Yeah. The independents are still Army, Notre Dame, UConn, UMass. No more BYU. Mm-hmm. UMass is independent? Oh, man. They need to be, like, probably retracted. Yeah. You could just say to the UMass folks, "You do you really need football? Come on, guys. Uh, you don't really need football. You're right. We're done. <laughs> you guys haven't mattered in forever. And you never will. They should just, that's the Minutemen. Come on, man. Let's just pack it up. Just drop the M in the name. That says it all. They play New Mexico State, Auburn, Miami of Ohio, Eastern Michigan, New Mexico, Arkansas State, Toledo, Penn State, ooh, Army, uh, Merrimack, big game against Merrimack. Got to oh, get wow. that win against Merrimack. Liberty and UConn. Merrimack. You know what that reminds me of is the bottom line in the late 90s when they would scroll through every score and all you wanted was the damn Florida State score because they were on pay-per-view that day, they were playing Duke, and we got to wait for Merrimack, Gardner, Webb. To clear on the bottom line. You're just going, come on, man. Yeah. Merrimack, really? Yeah, the the games, the, the times where ESPN, well, you know every year when the, when women's college basketball or, or women's basketball starts, you get confused when you see the, what? Oh, WCBK? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you'll just be laying there, what happened here? Duke gave up 70 points today? We're not ranked. This, this, what is this? What, what is going on here? Yeah, you, get, you end up confused. Laying on the couch, especially if you're kind of fading in and out of that noon Big Ten matchup, Beth Mowens or Pam, whatever her name is. Oh, well, now it's Big Noon Saturday. Fox has that now. Pam what? Pam Ward. Pam Ward. Pam I don't Ward know. special. I temporarily forgot the P 
Pam Ward special. I was curious, writes Joseph, if we would have jumped out of the ACC on the 15th, would it have messed up the Ireland game for next year? Likely, Joseph, I think so. It would have. The, the, the real thing here, guys, and in my opinion, from what I understand, is this is a lot more about when you start the clock. If you make your announcement, the clock starts then, and a year from that time, you got to start paying. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That seems silly. Not really. I mean, if you tell somebody I'm leaving, well, you got to start. I'm leaving eight years from now. Right. <laughs> like so I got. Yeah. You, then you pay me now. Like what? I don't think it works that way. You're not shopping yourself like that. So I think it's it's like when you announce to the ACC that you're out, you're out. You, you, the clock starts, and you have like I guess a year to get situated. I don't know. That's that's strange. That must be an ACC thing because USC and UCLA said I'm out in three years, and Texas and Oklahoma said I'm out in two or three years. They paid off the debt to go sooner. They they paid it off. Yeah. They had contracts that were expiring. Maybe that. I was think the that's way it works. really the way. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, you could make your intention known, pay off the rest of the balance, and be out of there because your contract was going to be up anyhow. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with it. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV.